Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Mark my words, that pipeline will be built. Yeah, well, that was uh, May of 2017. Whether February of 2019 brings the same sort of certainty from the premier remains to be seen. Rachel Motley uh, will be speaking shortly, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, 974-8255 is a number more time for your reaction as well as the NEB uh, has again recommended that this pipeline project, the Trans Mountain Expansion Project, go ahead. Again, with a number of conditions attached and recognizing that there are legitimate concerns around tanker traffic, the impact on marine life, and also concerns about emissions. But arguing that the benefit of this project overweighs that, and that these risks can be mitigated, hence these conditions. So what does this signify? Where do we go from here? Well, joining us uh, for some reaction to all of this, very pleased to welcome back to the program, Cody Battersill, founder of Canada Action, canadaaction.ca. Cody, welcome to the program. Ah, there we go. Go to you there. Yeah. Hey, excellent. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here today. So uh, Canada Action Rally for Resources. You guys were out uh, in in force today in front of the NEB building, uh, hoping for this kind of an outcome. It looked like a great turnout. But uh, talk a bit about uh, the message this morning and what you, you were looking for today. Yeah, so we're really pleased that, again, this project has been reviewed. It has been uh, said to be in the national interest. And when you look at the balance of the decision with the conditions, everything taken into consideration, this is uh, the best way moving forward for our economy and for the environment. We uh, were very happy with the decision. We're out there today representing a majority of Canadians that are consistently polled and shown to support pipelines, to acknowledge we have a pipeline crisis, including a majority of premiers in this country that support, you know, getting Canadian oil to, 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 to both Canadians all across the country and internationally to get the best price for our resource. So we're really happy with the decision today. Well, in terms of those risks, and the, and the NEB does concede that, you know, there could be adverse effects on southern resident killer whale. Uh, the greenhouse gas emissions uh, from, from these vessels could be significant as well. So how do, we, how do we address those potential challenges? Well, unfortunately, a lot of the time what you're seeing from people like Zipporah Berman is a, a one, side, one side of the story. So, for example, in the Puget Sound refineries, there's about 620 tankers a year that are transporting oil to those refineries. Trans Mountain could help reduce that number substantially. So when you do look at the entire picture, the whole story, I believe, and I think if you look at, at the science of it, Trans Mountain will actually protect the environment by reducing other tanker traffic, by reducing crude by rail, and getting Canadian oil to, uh, uh, to the world and, and to more of our trading partners. On the killer whales, we have to talk about the fact that there's already thousands of ships per year, cruise ships, cargo ships, bulk carriers, pleasure craft, uh, uh, ferries. Mm -hmm. The the killer whales don't know the difference. It is not fair to continue to apply a standard to the energy sector that is not applied anywhere else. And we saw that with Energy East. We've seen that with policy like Bill C-69. We've seen that conversation around Trans Mountain. Let's treat everything the same and treat everything fairly. 
Yeah, it's an interesting point. You mentioned oil by rail, and, and obviously we've seen a, a substantial increase in, in oil by rail and, and plans, at least that the Alberta government has, to increase that even further. And it's something that obviously the NEB hasn't really factored in. It's something that environmentalists don't like to talk about. That This is the fruits of their victory, as it were. As much as they block pipelines, they're moving this over to rail where there, there are far worse environmental consequences. It is really sad when you see a Greenpeace employee or someone like Zipporah Berman saying that we should stop pipelines, ignoring the reality of oil traffic coming into Canada and oil traffic on the West Coast, and and then saying, oh, look, and there's a rail accident, we should also stop rail as well. They are indirectly responsible for increasing crude by rail because of their actions to oppose pipeline construction, which is the safest, lowest emission way to transport the oil that they use to fly to their protests and to fly on their holidays and to live their lives like we all do. And we know that global demand is growing. There's nothing green. There's nothing peaceful about opposing Canadian pipelines, period. So in terms now of, of what happens... Uh, the federal government has 90 days to make a decision. There's maybe been some indication they would like to extend that because there is still the matter of the uh, consultation uh, side of this, consultation with First Nations that the federal government still has to complete. So what, what are you anticipating is, is the next step here? Well, first and foremost, I believe that the federal government has done, they say, 85 of 120 or 130 consultations so far. I would have hoped that they would have done that previously or that they would have been doing that in the most expeditious manner possible. This is the problem in Canada. Even when you get regulatory approval with conditions after you've spent all this money and time to advance your project, even when you do all the math and cross all the T's and dot all the I's and check all the boxes, you still can't proceed with construction. That is why companies like Devon Energy are looking to get out of Canada. So it is not fair to continue to play politics with our jobs, with our national prosperity in the energy sector, with families right now that can't put food on the table, and all of the other problems that we're seeing in the economy, I hope the federal government will actually walk the talk and do what they say they, you know, so actually do physically what they say they, do, they want to do. And why are we waiting 90 days? Why are we not proceeding with this as quickly as we possibly can? Because if we wait 90 days, if we drag this out into the fall for the election, we're going to miss another construction season, summer construction season, which is incredibly important. We as taxpayers also now own this pipeline. It never should have even come to that, but we own it. And so as taxpayers, we need to be demanding the federal government act in our best interest, get this pipeline going. We can't miss another summer construction season. Well, I agree with you on that. I mean, my concern would be that if if the federal government uh, is seen to be taking shortcuts on the consultation side, that that could put us back at square one or at least back to where we were uh, in in August of last year. I mean, we got to make sure we get it right here, too, don't we? Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. But let's do that in the fastest manner possible. Let's do it right. But let's get that done, let's say, in the next 30 days. And then let's have a decision within two weeks. Let's not telegraph that we're going to wait until the summer and probably the fall. I mean, they're already talking about waiting until the fall. It is February right now. They are not moving forward and not indicating that they're going to move forward with this as quickly as they possibly can once all of the consultations are done. We also do not hear from people like Zipporah Berman or the Pembina Institute that uh, about all the First Nations that support pipelines, right? 43 First Nations on Trans Mountain Route of the 51, I believe it is, on the actual route, support the project. So we need to continue 
to bring balance back into this conversation. We can't let this non-Canadian funded and organized campaign behind people like Zipporah Berman and the Pemina Institute and Greenpeace continue to block our prosperity. It's not good for our families. It's not good for the First Nations that support these projects and it's not good for the global environment. Well, we already got some indication that this is going to be fought in court. Uh, West Coast Environmental Law, uh, you mentioned support of Berman, Stand on Earth, as some of these groups. Uh, so they're not going away, obviously, Cody. And, and uh, you know, we've seen how how determined they are to to scuttle this and other projects. So that that's still a factor we're going to continue to have to deal with. Oh, we're going to be dealing with it. But you know what? I think we're getting more and more uh, Canadians across the country are getting more and more frustrated. We're hearing from people from St. John to Fort St. John, from Corner Brooks to Vancouver Island, that they are sick and tired of the, fr- of the frustrating delays that are crippling our economy from the people that, you know, for Sapporo Berman and these people, nothing is ever good enough. They say they care about balance. They say they care about the environment. But no matter what we do, they will never ever take a balanced approach, take a global big picture approach to what they're doing in their employment, in their jobs, protesting our pipelines and our projects. So we are very excited. We're going to have a lot of rallies and events coming up, and we encourage Canadians across this great country to speak up, participate in our democracy, and make your voice heard for these pro- projects and for our national prosperity so that this, that this this vocal minority does not continue to manipulate the discussion the way they have for the last decade. Yeah, well said, Cody. Much more uh, CanadaAction.ca. Thanks for your input here, and we'll talk again, Cody. Always, Rob. Thanks very much. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.